Hi guys, I uh, just wanted to drop a little note in front of this podcast to say um, we recorded uh, quite a lot of stuff um, and it basically was all fine but I lost a tiny little bit that was us talking about Star Wars Battlefront so just so everybody knows we didn't forget about Star Wars Battlefront um, especially not me, I love Star Wars and I love Battlefield and it's both of those so obviously I talked about it but uh, for some reason the audio for that bit just failed so we all enjoyed it we all we're all looking forward to Star Wars Battlefront but obviously you won't hear it in the podcast because the audio recording fucked up uh, so that's just all I wanted to say um, and if this is your first time listening to us go to gamebanner.co.uk for all our old episodes and any ways to get in touch with us that you would like so enjoy our E3 episode <laughs> And welcome to the Game Central podcast, not coming at you live from E3 in Los Angeles, but we are coming to you pre-recorded from Great Britain. God bless you, man. Now, as we speak, we are slap bang in the middle of E3, as we are recording this on a Tuesday. So if anything new is renounced, Gareth, you shall shout, NEW ANNOUNCEMENT! And we will drop everything to hear you out. Okay. Although everyone in America will probably be asleep by now, that won't stop us. As you can imagine, E3 has brought along plenty of news, so this week's show will be focused entirely on the game announcements. But don't expect, who's won E3 type bullshit coming from us. If you know anything about us, we're true gamers, and that means we're passionate about all games and all platforms. And we are very passionate about anything and everything gaming related, apart from Don. Don isn't even biased towards a certain console. He is biased towards one game and one game only, and that is Destiny. But Don will be shitting himself right now because I have learned that the Lost King is after him, having slaughtered his son. Well done, Don! Thanks. Thanks so much. I deserve so, it. that must have feared your, filled your soul with fear. <clears> yeah, that. absolutely terrified. Oh, he's after uh, now. Shitload of new, uh, new powers to help me out, so I think I'll yeah. be good. That's what you need. Uh, but never mind the Lost King, we have our very own List King, Gareth, with us this week. And I'm sure there are a lot of games and facts he can condense into list form. You like a list, don't you, Gareth? Uh, I love a good list. Yeah. A good list. And what constitutes a good list? It has to be sort of uh, snappy. but Yeah. When you compare lists with other list enthusiasts, mm-hmm. you know, what sort of things are you looking for? Well, I mean, there are various different types of lists. You can do like a top ten, yeah, like a structured list. Or you can do a list where you have no idea when it's ever going to end. Which is how we feel when you start most of your lists. Uh, so let's take a look at uh, what was shown to us, starting with Microsoft. Um, now, Microsoft, we were saying that they needed to go big this year. And if they were going to show anything, they needed to be confident about it. They needed to be bold and they needed to be brash. And they certainly came out all guns blazing. Um, we're not going to do them in any particular order that they were shown during the show. Just the big hitters and then we'll wrap up. Uh, any loose ends towards the end, like a bit of spillage around the chin area. Um, so Halo 5, um, <clears throat> well done for laughing, Gareth. Yes. Uh, this started a problem for me, which persisted throughout E3, and that was the non-contextualised demo. Uh, Halo, Gears of War, Black Ops 3, we're all guilty of this. 
And what I mean is it was just a chunk of gameplay with no context, no real flow to it, uh, discernible beginning or end to the demo. It was just plonk. There's a bit of gameplay for you, no different from any part of the game. It could be anywhere. It could be any part of the game. It could be anyone playing it. It could be any character. Um, did you guys get that feeling as well with a few of the gameplay demos? I didn't personally, to be honest. So what? They, it seemed pretty. It all seemed pretty standard, <laughs> really. But we me. saw Halo Five, and this set a precedent, like I said, in that you're in a nondescript location that hasn't really been explained to you, uh, and you're with which seems to be the grace of computer, which everyone's going for this this time, like multiplayer cooperative play, where you're literally just all coming together to fight enemies when they come into an arena. Oh my god, it's Destiny. <laughs> Don? What? what? It's sort of like Destiny, isn't it? Like we saw with uh, <laughs> Call of Duty, and now we've, we're seeing with Halo 5, where you've just got four friends, you go along and you just shoot things with no regard for safety. <laughs> well, the Halo 5 demo, they kind of contextualised it a bit in that you obviously uh, you were on, I think they showed, they showed the bit where you were on uh, Osiris's team and you're basically tracking Master Chief and his blue team. So they kind of tried to contextualise that um, but they yeah. do show a lot of multiplayer as well. So I mean, they, it's, it seems to make sense to me. Although after a while... Well, that, they did show that. But yeah, but, what, it is, but yeah, there, there are um, obviously, but there are you know, uh, you'll permanently have team members now as well, yeah. all the time, which are going to be directing around or leave it, leaving to not die. Because I assume this also means that they can't die at any point, I presume. So yeah. um, you could technically just stand back and let them take the brunt of the damage or wear down some enemies <laughs> until you're ready yeah. to take on the harder ones and then take them out. Um, uh, the main problem is obviously we loved Halo 4 that was yeah. brilliant uh, it seems to be more of the same um, I don't know if that's a bad thing we don't know if that's a good thing but it seems that the campaign's going to be split into two parts where you pay the the side with Locke with a Spartan army hunting down Master Chief and then you're playing Master Chief's side does this make Gareth want to buy an Xbox One? for Halo 5? yeah no Exactly. Oh, it looked like the most standard, boring gameplay. Mm-hmm. Like, no, when I think about what's good about Halo, there's not much. But what mm. is good is, like, these combat scenarios where you can tackle them however you want. The enemies will use tactics and use your own tactics back. This was literally just... They just ran in a straight line, killing enemies as they popped up, and then there was a boss at the end. Yeah. It's very well, inspiring. I see, I see what you mean by that. When Halo's already had a pretty good showing at E3, mm. and uh, I think, like you say, it wasn't kind of oh, this is a situation we have to get through. It was more a linear kind of let's just blast our way through this and get through to the other side and see what happens. That is kind of Halo, though. It's always been that where you can learn the, the levels. It's one of those games where. The enemies will always be in the same place every time you play. The yeah, same but the thing with Halo so, it was normally you, you'd walk through a narrow sort of, whether that be a pathway, a narrow opening in between mountains, and then you would come up to an open plan area. And mm-hmm. I suppose that's what's going to happen this time. But I think um, 
having too many players or too many AI-controlled players with you, it kind of takes away that tension that may uh, be there otherwise. But, you know, it's early days and it seems that a lot of uh, developers are going for this whole, oh, let's get four people playing at once. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. It sort of diluted the Resident Evil experience when you had Shiva going alongside you. And that's not because you hate women, Gareth. That's just because it was the way it was. Um, and it, I don't think it seems to add to games. And uh, I think you have to develop a game differently when you want to incorporate more players. Obviously, you have to, but maybe it affects games worse than others at times. Yeah, and mm. I mean, like, obviously there's going to be some of the stuff that's good about Halo in Halo. There'll be big open areas where you can hop in a warthog and drive around while you shoot enemies and stuff. Yeah. But- the fact that they didn't show that in an E3 demo is ridiculous. Yeah, that's what... We, and we were saying that when you go to E3, you've got to come with the big stuff. You've, it's got to be, wow, did you just see that? That was fantastic. And then it stays in your mind as a classic E3 demo. Uh, but it, it, it was sort of nothingness. And you could reskin that into anything. You could reskin that as Call of Duty. You could reskin it as Doom, which was shown. You could reskin it and you could keep it as Halo. And they'd all be interchangeable for me. There was nothing there that really marked them out. I'd love to have seen a few um, warthogs sort of in big open plan areas. Lovely. And they, they picked one of the most uninspiring environments to show as well, yeah. which was a bit a bit odd. When you, you've seen before, when you get onto the surface of the planets and all the greenery and the wildlife and things like that, it looks fantastic. And then to have a warthog going through all of those. But there you go. That's 434 Studio. Problem, you know, Bungie's gone on to smaller and worse things. <laughs> uh, then, obviously, uh, it was quite a surprise. We thought it may be there. Uh, they, um, Epic came on and they mentioned the Gears of War uh, remaster of Gears of War One. Uh, it would have been nice to have all three Gears of War, but maybe they're going to do them each individually and charge full retail price. But then they gave us uh, a look at Gears of War 4, and this was one of the worst when it came to no context in a demo. Uh, who were we? Where were we? What were we doing? When is it set in the Gears timeline? Why am I watching this demo? Why have I got to care? I mean, as a game, it was fine. But if they didn't have the trademark Lancer guns, it could have been anything, really. Yeah. And this is what I was saying to Gareth as well, in that... You know, this had to be the worst for just plonking a game demo there. You know, it, it, I've not seen much hype for it, to be honest. And I think that there's a reason why is because there's not much to hype about it. It's Gears of Gears of War 4, but it was such a damp squid. Is it squid or squib? <laughs> squib. squib. You're going to be damp if you're a squid, aren't you? You know, it's by your very nature that you need to be damp, <laughs> otherwise you'll die. But... Just tell me yeah. what you guys thought about that when you saw that, starting with Gareth. What, what sort of, what did, how did it make you feel? It's supposed to be a big Microsoft IP. This is one of the big guns that they bring to the trade shows. You know, if you're an Xbox buyer, this is one of the games that you're like, yeah, Gears of War. Yeah, well, we were messaging on Facebook at the time. When they first said, you know, uh, Gears of War remastered, coming to the Xbox, we both said, like, if this is all they say about Gears of War, then they are fucking ruined their own E3. Yeah, but then they showed some gameplay, and you're like, "This could have been in any of the Gears of Wars," and I probably forgot it was a section in there. It even looks vaguely like Gears of War three or anything like that. Yeah, and it's dark, it's pitch black, so not really showing off a graphics engine. Yeah, 
and just it didn't look that cool. No. We don't know who this new character is. You have to show Marcus in some way. <laughs> yeah. It's like having a Mario game and it starts off and it's just Luigi and they don't mention it at all or reference it. Yeah. You'd be like, why was Mario not in that Mario game? It, it was totally bizarre. Even I remember Gears of War Judgment when it was shown. Um, you had Baird and he was on trial and you were like, yeah, I love Baird. I really want to see his backstory. But nevertheless, you knew what it was about. You knew it was set at the beginning, it's like a prequel to Gears of War. Fine, bang, let's get on with it. That's brilliant, it's coming. But this was just, it was just bizarre. And I don't know how you felt about it, Don. Uh, I didn't actually see well the, done, the Gears of War actual demo thing. But I can tell you that I, I don't think much of Gears of War anyway. I found it a little bit dull. Yeah. Just a bit, I don't know. It was, it was the second game I ever played on my Xbox 360. And... Um, I, I never bothered to complete it. I just, I don't know. Yeah, and the second game you played Scott was Destiny, <laughs> and that's it now. <laughs> but much. yeah, I mean, you'll have to give it a look, Don, because it's the most uninspiring kind of. It at the beginning you're quite excited because you're like, yeah, Gears of War. You see the lights on their suits, and then they come into focus. But at no point during the demo. Do you actually get any sensation of anything exciting happen? Your pulse doesn't race. You don't get excited at any point. And it, it's just such a non-event. It was kind of like everyone was like at the end, like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, they start off really well. You're thinking like, oh, who's this? Where are, they? Where are they? What are they doing? Yeah. And then you find out none of it. <laughs> yeah, you expect him to turn around at some point and go, oh, yeah, Marcus came down this way. We were going to find him. Blah, he's... He, he's a convict, he's an escapee at the beginning of the Pendulum Wars. But there was none of that kind of sort of talk or context to the story or where they are or what they're doing. Yeah. It was just like a, a guy and a girl going around just having a, a day, a nice day out. And the enemies <laughs> they were tracking were just what seemed to be the, the enemies you face in the game. Yeah. It was like if Mario was tracing a Goomba. Yeah. Like, why fucking what bother? What's a Goomba? Like, he kills it in like one fucking shotgun blast yeah. when it finally attacks him. It's like, why were you hunting this thing in the dark? So that's it. <laughs> the, the, what this this demo is bringing up questions of is they've seen there's this massive cyclone, a massive whirlwind that's tearing buildings apart, but they seem more interested in uh, chasing this little beast kind of thing, wherever it is. He pops a, he puts his gun into a sort of pus field blister and it squirts up at him which I can only presume is the emulsion from Gears of War 1, 2 and 3. Yeah, it glowed a bit so that was Yeah, but it it seems to be on the surface rather than on the underneath Um, but yeah, it's a complete non-event. There's too much sort of to think about to sort of fill in the blanks that you don't really feel comfortable in doing it because you could be so far off or you could be so not, do you know what I mean? It's just not, there's nothing to grip hold of to get you excited or any sort of direction to go. Uh, but that was Gears of War 4. Um, or Gears of 4. Gears... Bloody hell! <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. If if this is the first time you listen to this, I know we're not on the Audio Boomers entertainment anymore, so we can't say <laughs> we're entertainment. Maybe they listened to it and realised that we weren't, so they took us out of that category. Um but that is a pun, and they're the sort of puns. And Don Don may not have seen Gears of War 4. He may not have seen the majority of the trailers or the game shows, uh, the demos that me and Gareth will be discussing. 
but you bet your ass that he's going to be sitting there thinking of a pun, and that's what it's all about. <laughs> Uh, so four to six uh, it's a car racing game and if you didn't know what a car was uh, there was one being lowered down uh, from the stage <laughs> so you could pretty much tell that that is a car and that's that's what this game's going to be about uh, yes it was pretty yes it was racing and yes people will enjoy it it's the middle of the road game literally I think that's a pun uh, yeah. people who love it will still love it but it won't win any new fans again it's Obviously, you know, it's a car game. They don't need contextualising. You know what's going to happen. Uh, but it, it's a classic case of it's Forza. We know what it's going to be. It looks beautiful. It looks great. What more else is there to say? It's very hard to get people excited about it. Yep. As long as there's more cars than Forza 5, that's the main thing. Yeah, you don't have to pay, like, £60 each for them. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. isn't it Forza 6? Is that what we're up to now? Yeah, Forza yep. 6. Forza 5 had a distinct lack of vehicles. Yeah, and they were trying to be cheeky. It was almost as if, you know, this is a new generation. Let's just see how much we can take the piss. And then they realised we can't really take the piss that much because, funnily enough, the people that have got Xbox Ones are the same people we tried ripping off with horse armour at the beginning <laughs> of the Xbox 360. It's not like suddenly we all reset our minds and went, Wow, we can buy more cars for £30 for a pack. Give us some of that. This next generation's fantastic. It's going to be more expensive. It's the next generation. Uh, Doom 4. Come up with a pun for that, Don. Boom 4. Fantastic. Straight. Didn't even prepare. You, you saw that was instant. Instantaneous. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Doom 4. Uh, actually, looking at it again, I don't know if it was a kind of taunting the likes of um, Halo and Call of Duty and stuff like that because at the beginning you see uh, the main character is putting on a helmet and he was wearing like a space suit and stuff like that and I don't know if that was a nod towards uh, towards the sort of sort of modern games because Doom was always quite hardcore and old school uh, because if I remember rightly in Doom the character didn't really wear some sort of space suit because you could see his face at the bottom grimacing when he got shot. Um, and it sort of shows at the end that he's, he got tore apart, didn't he? Uh, the main character who's got his limbs ripped off and then thrown about as if you know yeah. he's not a match for the game. So I'm just starting to wonder if maybe the main character is going to be different from the one shown in the E3 demo. Because he was all sort of shooting and thinking he was cool and then suddenly this thing came out of nowhere. Guy didn't even have a chance, bless him, he was ripped apart. And I don't know if that's Doom's way of saying, you know, this is gonna, this is no average kind of game. This is going to be brutal, and you have to be man enough to stand up to it. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's the, the thought I got from it. I, I like the idea of Doom. I never got to play Doom 3, because I didn't have a PC at the time. It's a weird game, yeah. And uh, the thing that I, I kind of noticed the most about this new Doom is that the weapons don't... You don't really get any sense from the weapons that a different weapon does more damage or less damage. It just does, it has a different effect. Yeah. Like the shotgun, it does just as much damage as the assault rifle. It just does it in a different way. And you don't kind of get the impression that the weapons are actually tactical. They just, you just use which whichever one you want to use at the time well, just because you happen was, to have ammo for it. It was very much kind of like Rage in the kind of, it was a beautiful shooting gallery. And the, even though Rage wasn't the most... Uh, sort of interactive environments. It was a lot of window dressing, but the shooting was next to none. 
and absolutely fantastic. And I I absolutely loved it. And I don't know if you guys played Rage. Nope, never did. I hated Rage. You hated Rage. Yep. That could could you could dislike Doom then maybe for the same reasons. Yeah, maybe. Did you find it quite shallow and repetitive? Um, I just thought there was absolutely nothing to it. Yeah, and I think that would be a problem some people have with Doom because it it's very soulless. Have... Yeah, yeah, because it's all about the shooting uh, first and asking questions later. It's not about asking why we're here or if there's an alien race <laughs> that were before us and then they. Oh, I'll tell you what it reminded me of actually, and that's um, oh Christ, what was it called? Body count? Not body count. That other uh, one. Oh my god, that actually really good shooter that was just genius. Black? No. No. Oh um, flipping hack. Go on Don. Bulletstorm. Bulletstorm, yes. There you go. There we Bulletstorm. go. It was very, yeah. very reminiscent of Bulletstorm. But Bulletstorm which is, it, which is a really good game. But it had that knowing Layer. Thing yeah. about it, it knew that it was taking the piss a bit out of first-person shooters, and the characters had that humour to them. Um, and but the mechanics of it were also just backed up. Backed and it up, had that complexity running. of the scoring system, which Doom probably won't. Yeah, have. yeah. And Doom was very does much, have that. Yeah. yeah, they've added that kind of ripping stuff apart and kicking it and snapping heads. There's a lot more visceral kind of melee combat in the new Doom. Yeah. But um, it's yeah, it's not necessarily done as intelligently as I think it was done in there. Um, well, uh, and then, then there was a nice little showing from Lara Croft, who Gareth hates, climbing <laughs> up a cliff, and that was very nice. I mean, I don't know where developers get the ideas from. Like, we've got this game now. Which part are we going to show? Uh, what about that bit where she climbs up the cliff for five minutes? Yep, there you go. That's the part we're going to show. Get that sorted out, and we're going to take it all the way to E3 with us. Uh, but Gareth, what is... What is the chances of angry people inhabiting the city on the mountain tops? I think when she gets there, yeah, even though she's climbed up a mountain which has inexplicably exploded behind her multiple times, yeah, uh, I think other people will already be there. Yeah, there'll be a civilization. No one will know why. No one will know why they're there, but she'll discover them. And it'll be it'll absolutely be a, fantastic. It'll be a civilization of uh, mountain goat people. <laughs> oh, that'd be fantastic. Goat. I absolutely I hate that so much. When she's... Oh, there's like <laughs> structures. <laughs> the yeah. structures that have clearly been in that mountainside for like hundreds, if not thousands of years. Yeah. And they just so happen to fall down when Lara Croft turns up. She's a jinx. She's an absolute <laughs> jinx. You can't take that picture. You walk into like... You walk into a building that's been there for decades, and just as she's walking past a pipe, it bursts and steam comes out. It's like, <laughs> oh, she just yeah. she just breaks everything she goes near. Yeah, she shouldn't be allowed out, to be honest with her. Yeah. You're being honest with her, Don. To be honest <laughs> with her, yeah. yeah. She's being in the kitchen, love. What are you doing going yeah. out? <laughs> that's, we don't hold any sexist beliefs on this podcast, just to say, if you're a female, you're welcome. Uh, what other games were there? Because that, that that seems to be it for me. Cuphead? You Cuphead! Shut your mouth, you Cuphead! <laughs> I mean, that that just looks fantastic. I don't know how it's going to play. Um, It'll play but, yeah. as well as a game built using Instagram filters can play. There we go. That was his joke, Gareth. You didn't get it last night. Okay. Okay? Yeah. You said, how can they make it look like this? And I said, Instagram filters. 
Yeah. Did you mean that in a good way, Gareth, or a bad way? Like, how can I make it look like this? Or was it, how can I make it look like this? Uh, I, I genuinely think that game looks unbelievably good. It does. Yeah. It kind of, it's the, the reaction we had when we first saw games like Beautiful Joe uh, yeah. and uh, Wind Waker. You're looking at it going, I'm actually playing a cartoon. This is insane. It makes you wonder what graphics are. What is it that... No, but you know what I mean, that if something like that can come out and stun you visually, um, but then we can watch any number of photorealistic games and just go, hmm. <laughs> uh, it's also a big thing that we're missing out in the HoloLens. Oh, yeah, when oh, they what? blew everybody's mind. I mean, I said to Gareth, I said, I wasn't really that excited about the Halos and the Gears of War, but this has somehow made my brain think, wow, you know, that is the future right there, what they're doing. This is science fiction. You know, we've been playing games for countless years and we've seen increments in graphical fidelity. But this, what I'm seeing now, is just ridiculous. It's you the know? future. How is it not? It's a fucking hologram. It's the, <laughs> it's, it is the future. Like, that is what... It, because, you know, if someone was in a... Um, what do you call them things? A cryo, cryo tube... Cairo yep. chamber where you go into stasis a hundred years ago, let's say, or even 50 years ago, we'd say this is a TV. They'd be like, oh, okay, TVs. Oh, this is my computer game console. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. This is a, no, this is a computer. This is quite good. Oh yeah. That's all right. Look at my kettle. Yeah. And they go, look at that HoloLens. And they'll go, fuck me. <laughs> you are joking. Everything I've seen in your room up until now is just an increment of what was in my room before. But that, that is science fiction. And we're on the cusp. Yeah, And the... because I said to Gareth, we've said it a few times before, in that we're seeing that people are developing virtual reality, but we're not seeing it. We're seeing the potential. But that was the first time, I think, on a mass stage, people have actually seen what it can do. Yeah, they found an ingenious way of showing it. Like yeah. having that camera hooked up to basically the same technology. So they had multiple camera angles. One camera angle, you could see the guy was just stood in front of a table waving his arms around like a nutter. Then they switched to the hollow camera and you can see he's frigging moving the camera around in a Minecraft world and it's insane. I <laughs> actually, like a stupid dick, I hadn't seen the guy with the headset on, so I thought it was the guy that was filming it. And I thought, fucking hell, that's a bit of kit. He had it kind of all wrapped around him. He had that sort of tripod in front of him. I thought, this is going to fail. But then I realised it wasn't. It was actually that visor that guy was wearing. And I suppose if you've got some sort of god complex, like you have, Gareth, Mm -hmm. you could make your your girlfriend play Minecraft. You could kind of order around and go, do this or I will smash your house in. Yeah, like the guy in the press conference who was like, I'm looking underneath you, Lydia. Yeah, like, I'm looking at you, Lydia. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm sure that's pretty innocent, but I think that guy's forgetting that he's in an E3 press conference. Yeah, she was like, what's underground? And he was like, I'm looking right underneath you. <laughs> I'm looking up your skirt. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously Minecraft, we said it before they even announced it, we said Minecraft would be absolutely fantastic to use. Um Maybe something like Street Fighter on your table. Hmm. Um, you know, the, because it's new, you don't think 
oh, this is it. But there, there will be things that come out where you just think, oh, that's obvious. Yeah. You know, that is obvious. That 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 would work. But because it's so new and fresh, it's it's amazing that your mind has to think about what is the possibilities rather than them just being given to you because it is so early in its lifespan. Did someone just make a sound? <laughs> I hiccuped. That wasn't a hiccup. That was very feminine. <laughs> the mic makes it sound feminine, but it was oh, a very okay. ma- definitely a, mass, a man's hiccup. Yeah. Um, did you see this one, Don? The HoloLens, no. I, I missed that whole thing. Me. I know. Yeah. I you know. need to see it because it is the future. <laughs> no, but it is the, it's the future. It's not like me and Gareth are just talking, oh, that's the future, isn't it? Yeah. You know, my daughter would love it. You know, if... What what could you do with it, Gareth? Quick. Um, I mean... Um... Without saying naked women on your table, <laughs> riding around in agony. <laughs> As you tower over yeah. them. The thing is, right, we were on... We were on Facebook Messenger and we were sending little snarky comments back about stuff, making puns. And then as soon as HoloLens came on, we all just stopped. <laughs> and we yeah. were just like, oh shit. Like, oh shit. Just look at this. It's, it's fucking insane. When that table, like, sort of falls through and then a giant thing rises up from it. Yeah. It's friggin' unbelievable. The only thing that I worry about is the tactile feeling of it. Because, you know, moving stuff, manipulating things. Are you going to be able to build in real time whilst using the HoloLens? Because if you saw it, he wasn't actually building. Yeah. He was building. when. But, I mean, the fact that you could just literally put it on and then project, not project, but have a screen superimposed on your wall, that's a game changer as well. Because you could be, your girlfriend could be watching TV and then you could just be using the HoloLens. Yeah, you could have a, an Xbox and no TV, but have a HoloLens, yeah. which would probably cost like... A quarter of what a big TV would cost. Yeah. They just project the game massively. And you wouldn't have to wait anyway. to put it up like Don did, because he was so small and he couldn't get his TV out of the box. <laughs> you could just put the Hololens on and you'd be away. Yeah. That's right. right. Don, you'd want to electric your. You haven't done this for a few months now <laughs> with your electric voice. Oh. He, has, he hasn't shocked us yet with his electrical voice. Not yet. But yeah, the, I mean the HoloLens. Uh, is it HoloLens or HoloLens? HoloLens. HoloLens. Yes. That, that is fantastic. And I'm sure there's going to be a, a lot of uh, ways to use it. But the HoloLens is different from virtual reality, isn't it? Yes, this it's is augmented reality. Okay. Which is things superimposed on reality. So say if you were you come from a messy divorce uh, and you had your children taken away from you, could you kind of superimpose children into your living room and you could look around and you could smile and you could start crying and stuff like that? Um, in theory, yes. What about if you had to have your dog put down at the vet's in the morning, and in the afternoon you come home, and you can upload, like they did in the basketball game on EA, your dog's face onto a little girl's body, (laughs) and have it kind of walking around the room, um, crying, saying, 
please don't take me, don't take me to the bridge. <laughs> don't take me to the bridge where I fall asleep to kind of try and heal you. Right. Uh, that is That would be good. See, or even a ghost game where you see all ghosts in your room. Yeah. See, yeah. You're coming up with plenty of great ideas just off the top of your head. <laughs> what if you're playing Minecraft, you're projecting it onto the screen, hmm. okay, and you're sitting there playing Minecraft on the wall, whatever it is, and you turn your head to look to the left, and on your couch is a little girl sitting there, like, on in the ring with the hair over the face, and kind of tilt cricks her neck and goes... Hello. That's Hello. that's entirely possible. They could they could that easily be a Hololens up. horror game that would be Hololens. Ho- fantastic. Yeah. Please welcome Barrow Roll <laughs> <No>. <laughs> on the Hololens. No. But enough of that. Anyway, Gareth. So that was Microsoft. Um, uh, that wasn't all Microsoft. No, that was Microsoft. It wasn't all Microsoft, because there's going to be a few at the end that we're just going to pick out. Is that okay with you, Gareth? Well, okay. I guess, yeah, that's fine. Thank you very much. Hi, Rom. It's time for a quick little music break, uh, just uh, to sort of break up the podcast a little bit. Um, So we're obviously talking about E3, and I think arguably biggest thing that happened at E3 was Shenmue 3 getting announced and it's actually coming out that Kickstarter's uh, been funded. We'll be talking about it um, obviously in the podcast but just want everyone to just sort of sit back and think for a moment about the fact that Shenmue 3 is going to actually come out. It's kind of insane. So in respect of that this is the theme from Shenmue.
Uh, so obviously PlayStation was the next one. Um, I don't know if Sony were cheating, but they were very clever <laughs> when it came to their conference. If anything, it was shrewd business. It was a, a company that knows how to get publicity. It knows it knows what it's doing. It knows its market. And the fact that they announced free games that when it comes to games wish list is pretty much legendary. They aren't just games, okay? These are games that they're kind of myths. They're legends in the gaming community. And to have all three of them at one game show, at one conference is just ridiculous uh and i mean that's what i mean by shrewd business we're talking about final fantasy 7 remake that may not be uh an exclusive to playstation 4 and we're talking about shenmue which is also going to be on pc and it's just literally a kickstarter but the fact that sony got all of those onto its stage it, it's not about what they showed it's the remembrance of that sony e3 show 2015 and it will elicit beautiful memories. Uh, last Guardian and Don, what will yep. we treated with that lovely, fe- fe- bleh, lovely feather <laughs> physics, right, mate? It was uh, it was a beautiful thing. We were waiting did for this game it, for Don? so long. I did see. I managed to see Sony's. I watched yeah. it this morning before I went to work. Hence, might have been slightly. What did you have for breakfast? Uh, I didn't have any breakfast. I've been bloody hungry all day because I didn't have time to eat because I watched the Sony conference. Instead of so you were glued to your TV? Uh, yeah. Wow. Because I thought I saw the first half of the Microsoft conference, and when Microsoft had announced Xbox 360 backwards compatibility, um, I thought, oh, shit, Sony could be in trouble because people yeah. are really happy about this thing now. Um, <clears throat> and then they announced... Um, wow, well, oh, God. Microsoft announced Last something guy. else. No, no, no. Microsoft announced something else that completely negated the point of them... Um, doing oh they're, they're remaking the original Gears of War, and then I thought, <laughs> yeah. well, you've just announced that you don't need to remake it now because you've made it backwards compatible with the 360. So what's the point? Well, thanks anyway, for chipping in on the Microsoft conference, Don. That's all right. Uh, we but spoke then, about but, five minutes ago. I know, but then I thought, well, Sony might be in trouble. What are they going to do to bring this back? Shots fired. But Sony just opened <laughs> up and went, oh Microsoft, I see what you have to say. Have the Last Guardian. Fuck you. And everyone just went, oh, shit. Um, that's not literally how it went down, though. That's not what they said. That's, that's Dawn's interpretation, rather loosely. I was, I was reading a lot of uh, game journalists' um, Twitters as they were going through, or, or catching up on what they'd written, and they were just losing their tiny minds. It was amazing. Um, so for them to launch, just launch it with The Last Guardian, you're like, this is what they're opening with? Yeah, they're serious. This, they've got some serious shit coming. Exactly. If you're going to open They've got something that. to back up <laughs> The Last Guardian. It's like, yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> but yeah, it looked, it looked as good as I've always wanted it to look. Uh, I mean, we've seen some kind of sort of gameplay of it, um, some screens a few years ago, and it pretty much looks exactly the same. It hasn't changed in any way at all. No. So I don't know what it has been that's taken it so long. It's like um, the division. In part of the division, yeah, they show the same for every game. In, internal <laughs> but, conflict, wasn't it? That's what's made it on hiatus. Well, I don't know, because... Um, is it Ueda? Is that yeah, he idea? left the project, but then they brought him back about a year ago as an outside contractor. Yeah, I get the feeling they had trouble actually working out the dynamics of the game, how to make it play properly so it's enjoyable as a puzzle game and uh, and stuff like that with the other character. Um, hopefully they've managed to sort that out and... Ueda's back, and he seems a very happy man. 
big fat grin on his face when he came on stage. Um, yeah, I'm well looking forward to this. 2016, let's have it. Still still quite a way away. Lovely feather physics, though. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And a lovely animal. A very lovely animal. Who's got what do you think called? that animal's called, Don? What, uh, what a griffin. No. Is it a griffin? It's a griffin, yeah. I don't like the fact that there isn't one universal image of a griffin that everyone can agree on. Because I've seen griffins in Witcher 3 and they don't look like that. They haven't got chicken legs. <laughs> so. Well, they don't necessarily, you know, need to have chicken legs. But they're basically a bird with four, well, a feathered a animal bird. like that, four legs. So. Yeah. I don't know. what It's a dog. It's a cat. <laughs> it's got... Think of it as a feathery dog. What, and, uh, what I have trouble with is my mind tries, when it looks at a game, it looks at okay, you've shown me that, but wouldn't it be easy to just do this in that it's got the griffin, the boy's got the griffin jumping from place to place to solve puzzles and do stuff like that, especially at the beginning where it jumps over to collapse the bridge. Yeah. Wouldn't it have just been easier for the boy to get on the griffin? I, yeah. And just say There's, jump? You do, yeah. There's a little bit of that, perhaps. But, because uh, you can jump on the griffin and just have a good time. Yeah, you could. And it's a good job he's got a tail as well. Yeah, because he would have died at the end. <laughs> he would have actually done a die <laughs> at the end. He, he would have done a die. He would have done it. Um, <laughs> have well died. Then bang! Final Fantasy VII Remake. Ooh, uh, that struck this is me when everyone a... went absolutely yeah. fucking mental. But, but Don, I'm not being rude, but that struck me as a game that could easily have been shown next year at E3, but they wanted to have it there because it reinforced the idea that uh, Sony are making gamers' dreams come true. Even if it turns out to be multi-format, it will remain part of a legendary press conference. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, there's not much to say again about that, is there? I mean, they, including that as well as uh, Last Guardian and Shenmue 3, they probably just thought, well, we've got two big hitters. Do we want to bring a third one? They thought, yeah, just just finish Microsoft off. Just, just <sighs> oh, God, we've got a right little fanboy here, haven't we, Gareth? Especially with that <laughs> disclaimer right at the end. <laughs> it's not like... I thought Microsoft might have actually pulled this off. Um, but no, it turned out Sony were holding all the cards. And I, my, I like my Xbox One. And like I said, if I had the money, I'd have a PlayStation 4 as well. But, you know, they didn't even have to show much. It was just a suggestion that these games are coming out was enough to make people just go extra. Yeah, a suggestion of, you know, maybe they'd taken advice from us with our suggestion of a rumour. So, uh, then bang, wallop! They announced a Kickstarter of Shenmue 3. That was just ridiculous. Uh, Again, not technically Sony-focused, but by having it in your conference, you are amazing by association. The only problem is it's so early in development, it's only just been funded. It's not even at fetal stage. It's like preparing for a baby as soon as the sperm leaves the shaft of your penis. It feels way too early to get excited. But damn it, if a <laughs> tear didn't fall down my face. I watched my father die that day it snowed. I've waited many years to get my revenge. And I promise you, Landy, I will not rest until I have my vengeance. Used an illegal death move on my father in front of me in that dojo. <laughs> and I had to hold him in my arms until he took his last breath. As soon as I popped to the arcade to play Space Harry and Super Hang On. I started my journey to avenge him. Now, it's already reached its Kickstarter uh, fund. It's just absolutely <laughs> it's, it's the fastest funded anything on Kickstarter. Yeah, and obviously... Uh, it's well, that's, worth, that's been worth over a million quid. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
And it, 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 obviously, people are saying that this two million isn't going to be the complete amount that they need, but it's a proof of an audience there for whoever. If Sony's going to front them the rest of the money, if it's going to be Sega, uh, I mean, like I say, it's so early, but the fact that it was Shenmue 3, and I did, I got emotional. <laughs> I never get emotional, but it's, it's, it's weird. It's kind of like, it's something you expect never to happen. But it just, ha- it was weird that it was happening. And it was weird <laughs> it was happening one after the other after the other. Yeah. And it's not the gameplay, it's it's not graphics that you're looking at. It's just confirmation of things that you've always wanted. Yeah, it's, you're, you know? they're basically bringing you Christmas and your birthday all at yeah, the same time. It's showing you that, you know, you can sit there numb over an hour watching Microsoft with Halo and Gears of War, stuff that you think you want, but then you get these that literally just... It might not even turn out to be great, but the fact that you know that they've listened and someone's doing it, and and that that guy, what's his name? The guy that made it. Oh, I don't remember. <sighs> Forget Yuri, no. <laughs> Yuri Geller. Yuri Geller, that's it. You know, Don bought his a spoon off him for £900. He thought, <laughs> you know what? Was it £900? The spoon was £900. I said that and I thought, no, that, that seems a bit too much. <laughs> I asked Bonnie, but it was £900. <laughs> yes, Fuck it definitely it, was. Um, are you excited for Shenmue 3, Gareth? Nope. You have to be a very specific person. To, you have to be of that Dreamcast era. And there wasn't yeah. many people that were excited during the Dreamcast era. He was probably playing something, something about those three announcements. I, I said to um, there's a guy at work who's 21. And he's into games and stuff. And I'm like, well, what about Shenmue and Last Guardian? And he's like, I've no idea what those games even are. Oh, I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, Jesus, there's there's a certain <laughs> there's a certain age range that where that cuts off. And uh, yeah. but the fact that it got funded so fast and that everybody yeah. um, has been going on about it so much that they thought they could finally they might as well finally do it just goes to show yeah. that there's the, the audience out there is gigantic. Um, well, and it is. Game, the number of people playing games is so huge and broad. So. It just makes you wonder why Sega, because obviously Sega owned the franchise. I don't know if they dropped it. I don't know if the if he's bought out the rights for it. But um, you know the the games now they 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 were good back then, but they're now very rigid in structure and very uh, sort of they show in their age. So he's going to have to sort of step it up a bit. And uh, yeah. as much as we love them. You kind of felt it was an open world environment, but it wasn't really because things would only be triggered when you did certain things. It was a game in a traditional sense. It was just more open structured. But you're going to have to bring more to the table this time, Gareth. Uh, okay. okay. Uncharted Floor. Now, this this is what an E3 demo is all about. A beginning, middle, and an end. It should be a mini story in and of itself. A self-contained demo that perfectly captures what the developers are trying to do. Uh, Call of Duty used to do it well, but it decided not to this year. Um, <laughs> just, this is what it is, and this is what Call of Duty used to do so well. It's the start, you're in a place, you've got an objective that you need to do, which was get to the tower. It starts off slowly, builds and builds and builds until it's a massive crescendo of action and pulse racing goodness. And I mean, as you've seen this, Don, haven't you? Yep. Am I right to get excited, or is it just because I'm a dick? 
I, I find it quite difficult to get excited about Call of Duty 4. Um, no, sorry, Uncharted. Call of Duty, Call of Duty oh. 4 was amazing. Get excited about <laughs> oh. it. <laughs> Not Call of Duty 4. I thought you were talking about Call of Duty again. But, um, Black Ops 3. No, we're talking about Uncharted 4. How did you move from Black Ops from Call of Duty? I didn't. I said Call of Duty used to do good <sighs> demos. Because do you remember when they done the... Uh, do you remember this one, Gareth, when they were underwater of the submarines and they were all going under and they come up to the surface and they were in, uh, I think it was New York and all the buildings were getting destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Or Modern Warfare 2, give you this one. You remember it, Ice Mountain, um, Price and Soap McTavish. They're going to a, a, a place in the, at the snowy mountains. It's not like Lara Croft. They're on the mountain for a few seconds. Suddenly, two uh, planes flow overhead, two jets. Calm down, Soap. Starts off. They get their silences out. There's two guards. They can't see a Soap. The snow is too dense. Ready on three, two, one. Drop them. They get there. They get through. They go through the tents, dispatching the people. Second part, this is where it starts building up. They're in a garage. I think it's a sort of aircraft hangar, isn't it? Mm. They're planting the detonators. Price, suddenly you see, get your hands up! Price goes down on the floor. He's like, and then he's surrounded by the enemy. Soap, three, two, one. Slows down, slow motion. Up pops soap from behind. As he sets off all the C4 that they've been planting. You go out, you start running, the music's going crazy. It's going, there's people on jet skis coming around everywhere. You're taking them out. Where are we going to go? Price this way. Soap, soap, soap. And you're running, you're running. Suddenly you knock two people off jet skis. Suddenly you're on jet skis and you're going through the woodland and you're going over these frozen lakes. And it's like, oh my God. And the people are coming up beside you on these jet skis. You're like, pew, 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 knocking them off. And suddenly you do a massive jump over this crevice. And it's going in slow motion again and you land and the demo stops. That is what Call of Duty used to be. And you can you remember, do you remember that one? Uh yes. Modern Warfare Two. That is what it used to be about for Call of Duty. But this year's Call of Duty, where they were sort of in a a square, sort of yep. like a parade, just everyone going around in circles, just strafing everyone else and killing everyone else. But that was not it. When they like hold their hand up and somebody would explode. Did they explode vomit. or were they just sick? Well, you could pick different <laughs> powers. One power was like, puts his hand up and the person explodes. One was, put my hand up and you vomit. Do you One was like, uh... I summon fireflies, which then fly at you. Wow. Like, what? It's so far away from Call of Duty 4, isn't it? It's just ridiculous. What do you think he's got attached to the other side of his palm that makes him feel sick? Do you think it's a picture <laughs> of an old woman doing a shit? <laughs> It's got to be something like that, hasn't it? Projects a picture of their mum and dad having sex into their brain. <laughs> it's it's just a tattoo of Guy Whitlock's face. <laughs> no, that would only work on women, though. Oh! <laughs> and then you'd have to have a picture of an ugly female for the men in your right hand. Hmm. But I, I, that just does not make any sense. Even on a futuristic level, uh, you know, all the weapons and stuff are supposed to be... But we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're talking about Uncharted 4. <laughs> Bloody Don going on. Please keep up. You're talking about the Microsoft press conference when we're in the middle of the Sony one. Yeah. Now you're talking about Black Ops 3. That's right. Just keep me on your toes. Make sure you're all paying attention. I, I, I don't need to be on my toes. 
<laughs> you're keeping down. us on our toes by not paying attention. <laughs> I suppose it does, in a way. Uh, but, Gareth, this has got to make you want a PlayStation 4. Come on. Not quite yet, no. But you were nearly there. I was up. What the hell? Why is there music playing? <laughs> is there? The, yeah, there was some music playing. That's probably in your mind, though, Gareth. I hope <laughs> not. Um, it was it was a good demo. Last year's yeah. Uncharted thing of like him slowly climbing a hill, then fighting ten guys yeah. for twenty minutes, and then running really around the hills like yeah. Benny Hill. Guys who'd magically scaled this mountain. Yeah, just just happened. To that was not charted for me. It's like, oh, two minutes before you were scaling this mountain, Drake. We just kind of got up here. It's a good yeah. job you you caught up to us. Um, but no, this was much more of a good demo. Um, yeah. There was action, obviously, but there was also like good character interplay. Yeah, like it wasn't just it wasn't a sterile action set piece. There was no. there was character in it, and there was humour and really well acted, well written dialogue. Yeah. Like there's that bit where they drive past those construction workers and Sully shouts to the construction workers like, Don't worry, it's just a first time driver and it's like, hey bit of banter there. And yeah, it's good to have banter while you're getting chased by an army truck. But the the, the thing is I watched another gameplay demo and it was they were taking different routes in that chase and he was saying Mm. different things as well which I found hugely impressive. And also the attention to detail with like the tiles getting blown off the wall, um, the the sand coming out of the sandbags uh, when they were being shot, which yeah. I thought was absolutely like fantastic. Animations, like the way he'll brush past something as he's running yeah. past it. He always like sort of, he doesn't just run past something. He like will sort of put his hand on it and push off. It's like, yeah, it just, it just looks really nice. Uh, I remember doing that in the Uncharted I think it was Uncharted 2 and it started to do that real sort of interaction with the environment. Um, yeah. Uh, and I would just Last do it to see what it was well. like. Yeah. Just really? brush past things to see what and it was there's like. like. You know, there's, it's very Indiana Jones. Like, he punches somebody and they go through, like, a, a fruit stall. And it's like, yeah. it's, it's just a classic, fun, like, action film. Except it's a game. And I yeah. loved as well that the demo failed first time <laughs> that was fantastic yeah. it was amazing because it, it just you know that's a game that's running that somebody yeah. is playing and looks this good and polished right now it's like just a re- it's kind of the most effective way of showing a demo is to make it fail first yeah because then you know it's real which but are good. they doing that on purpose maybe maybe I just want to oh. say quickly say it quickly Final Fantasy 7 remake They've saying it's also announced for other platforms, but they've not said what those are yet. So yeah, it's, it's coming to PS4 first. Yeah, there'll be a short exclusive window for it, and then it will yeah. come out to PS Vita. <laughs> yes, 3DS, iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean there was Dreams, uh, which said that you can make your. <laughs> Why do you laugh about this guy? If you're indie boy, if, if you're so anyone who's got a champ, oh it, no. It, it was a bit creepy. I liked it. I thought it was quite artistic. And when he said, you know, you can make your dreams becoming a reality, I thought, fuck no. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last thing I want to do. You other people can play in your dreams. No, just don't stop. Because, uh, you know, unless you can make, uh, I don't want to say it. 
<laughs> so, uh, we can probably I mean, this was a game where they said, we're not even going to begin to try and explain it. It's not like, a game. <laughs> what is it, Gareth? It's a, it's a fucking Udraw tablet for the is PS4. It cut, is it kind of like a cutscene maker? It looks like it, yeah. Like, I'm not going to believe that somebody who's actually playing as the baby polar bear. Like, yeah. it's just... It's a cr- movie creator for your PS4. Okay. No one's going to buy it because no one can be asked to do all that shit. And no one's going to upload anything. No. So it'll just be me and my sinister dreams. <laughs> <laughs> then they'll have to close the servers down. And oh, get you arrested. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what it's for. It's just basically to get maniacs off the street. <laughs> it'll be like a diagnostic where they, Media Molecule just go through the other end of a police force saying, this dream's a bit strange, go and give him a visit, or this guy needs to be arrested quickly and taken out of public life. Uh, just things like that. But, you know, it could be effective that way. Certainly be exciting. Sure, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we saw this Ubisoft game. Uh, did we? The one with the knights, or was that U- at Ubisoft? That was at Ubisoft. That was at Ubisoft with that funny woman. Yeah. Yeah, we're not sexist. Right, so that was... Uh, PlayStation 4, unless I've forgotten anything, guys, that's upset you, Don. Um, Morpheus stuff. They showed a brief bit of Morpheus stuff. Brief bit of Destiny. Uh, just talking about the experience. The guy was a level 32 warlock, uh, Don. Is that good, or is that something you look down on? Like, yeah, right, mate, well done. <laughs> no, he was a 34 warlock. 34 is currently the level cap. So Fuck. They showed a Batman trailer because there haven't been eight of those a week for the past month. Yeah, they've been showing yeah. off all the um, both of them and Microsoft showing the kind of exclusive content that is coming to those yeah, platforms. Yeah, so like the Scarecrow it. missions for Batman. Yeah. And it's like it just come up at the end. This is exclusive for blah 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 blah. Pre all the or blah 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 with the blah blah <laughs> and a promise to blah blah blah. It's like I'm not going to read all that. I can't be bothered. I'll just pick the game up and then cry if I just lose out on anything uh so nintendo i didn't actually get to see that i watched star fox and the mario maker mm-hmm. then unfortunately i had to help my girlfriend at the bus stop uh carrying shopping back which wasn't very exciting but it had to be done well the good news is uh you saw the two best things okay right uh, so let's let's start, bring us into it gareth okay um so star fox yeah, we we spoke about this, didn't we? It's, it's not that it's a bad game, or we're going to say, "Oh, that shit," but it looks like something that would have been impressive at E3 2008. Yeah, it. You know, at first I thought maybe they had remade *Lilac Wars* and not told anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Gareth, the level on. design looked exactly the same. Art direction looked exactly the same. Gameplay looked exactly the same, and it's like that game is like almost two decades old now how have yeah. you not evolved on it at all and they have a little bit your arwing can change into a little robot chicken for no nice. reason which really annoyed me because they Which have furious they have a ground vehicle yeah called the land master it's the master of the land you don't need your plane to turn into something that isn't the master of the land it's fucking yeah. redundant <laughs> Jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah, and they had like a... You can have a drone which drops a little robot that walks around. Yeah. It 
it just was very, very underwhelming. But that's the thing. It's like I'm not a graphics whore by any stretch of the imagination, but unless it's highly stylized visuals, like we saw with uh, Head Cup, is that his name? Cuphead. 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 <laughs> um, you know, you're not going to get noticed. And if you try and go for that kind of look, it looks very dated. And that's the problem. If if you add the graphics to do a game like Star Fox Justice, then by all means go ahead and it probably would look impressive. But a game that's got that basic premise behind it, it needs to have some window dressing. And unfortunately, it, it had none. And uh, looking at it, like I say, it felt like going back in time. It's not like a Mario or something like that that you can get away with because it's very stylized visuals and it is Mario. It's it's kind of it could be any number of space exploration sort of semi pseudo realism. Yeah. You know. But like just even the way like the characters talk to each other looks basically exactly the same as the N sixty four version. A little box pops up at the bottom, their mouth just moves like blah, 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 and they say the words. Yeah. And it it's like, oh man, just I shouldn't be looking at it and instantly thinking is this just like an up-resed N64 game? Yeah. You should evolve on not just like gameplay, but like design. We've come a long way from box pucks up at the bottom with a character's face in it going while text scrolls. Like, oh my god, how is this a game in 2015? But are they pandering to the people that say, oh, Nintendo and Nintendo. Are Nintendo taking the worst elements from that and thinking, oh, people just want us to be Nintendo and do what Nintendo do, and we're going to do things our own way. And maybe that's working against them in some respects. Yeah, because they kind of shot themselves in the foot, right? Because Splatoon just came out, and people are going nuts for it because it's something Nintendo wouldn't normally do. They wouldn't normally make a shooting game, but they've found a way to do it that's very Nintendo, but very different at the same time. And then you come in here and they go, remember how Star Fox was? This is the same as it always was from 15 years ago. It wasn't vibrant, definitely. No. It, it, didn't, it didn't shout Nintendo to me. It was very sort of dull and gloomy looking. And they can do space. Remember how incredible Super Mario Galaxy looks even today? Yeah. Like, just... Oh, man, it's such a disappointment. And this was the main game they were banking on, apart from a Mario level editor. Yeah. So... So talk to us about Mario uh, level editor. Well, the irony is that it actually looks pretty awesome. (laughs) Uh, Just a really simple uh, put blocks down in a in a grid, and it'll make a level basically for you. You can switch between any of the um, designs from previous Mario games at will, which looks really cool. You can make Mario turn into different characters using amiibos. Yeah. So at one point they made Mario into the Wii Fit trainer. But the problem is, <laughs> Gareth. Yeah. Uh, the, the, uh, the, I just thought about what would happen if I got turned into a woman for the day. What you, what would happen, Don? Go on, just just tell us. Oh, I'd fucking flick my bean senseless, to be honest. <laughs> Absolutely senseless. I'd, would I'd... your bean be senseless or would you be senseless? <laughs> well, both eventually. Oh dear. Yeah. 
I'd go on the internet and get harassed for my agenda. <laughs> you probably do anyway. <laughs> right, so what I'm saying about Mario Maker, Gareth, right, mm-hmm. it's, it's all well and good to give you the tools to make your Mario level, but are you or anyone else out there going to make a game that's as tight and enjoyable as the classics that Nintendo have already made? No, of course not. Exactly. <laughs> it's like you giving Gordon Ramsay ingredients... So say you give him a fish, you give him some basil, you give him all these lovely herbs and spices, you give him the stuff to do it with and the equipment, and then you give, say, someone that can't cook the same (laughs) ingredients, and then you sit down and then you taste what they've had to offer. Gordon Ramsay's is obviously beautiful because he knows what he's doing. John Blaine from England, who's 15 years old, has ejaculated into the fish, started crying, and then said sorry to you and just put it there and said, I didn't know what to do. You know, the problem with giving someone Mario, a game that's so established as a franchise is, you could always just put on Super Super Mario World and play an infinitely superior version. Yeah, it's kind of the problem I have with Media Molecule games as well. It's like, as good as people are going to make at home, like... The people who make video games can do better. It's yeah. like they can't be asked. You know, it's yeah. like Shigeru even said. Like there was a cool little developer section with him and uh, some of the guy whose name I didn't recognize. Um, and he said, "We've been using this exact tool to make Mario games for a few years now, and mm-hmm. we thought this could be a game in itself if we just turn it over to people." Yeah. So. They've already made the best levels that are possible with this. Exactly, because he's Shigeru Miyamoto. He's been doing it for thirty years. Exactly, and he's got it down to a fine art. Yeah, and they did. They did explain a little bit, like um, the logic behind level one one of the very first Super Mario Bros. And it, they're just really clever with the way they designed that game. Like, you know, the very first thing you have to do in that game is jump over a Goomba, and when yeah. you do that, you'll bang your head on a block, and the block you bang your head on will pop a mushroom out and then you pick that up and you that instantly you understand how that whole mechanic works and then there's like some blocks where you jump over them and then there's like ground there then there's some other blocks just after that where you jump over them and there's a pit that you can fall down so it's like teaching you what you can and can't do and it's like this is one of the first games billions of people will ever have played and it just instantly taught them how to play video games and it was genius and it's, it's the same as you normally play games. If it's a first-person shooter, it'll go, press A to jump, press B <laughs> to duck, and you kind of duck underneath some rubble. And then it's kind of like all the same, and it's been like that since the beginning of the time. Uh, then, obviously, all I saw before I walked out the door was a lovely-looking, soul-shaded lady walking into a lake. Yep. Um, they showed um, a trailer for a Fire Emblem game. Yeah. And it looked... Fantastic. So do you, Gareth. Oh, cheers, mate. It, it was like beautiful, sort of cell shaded, uh, almost looked hand animated in places trailer. And I, I was thinking, like, holy shit, a Fire Emblem for the Wii U that looks this good is going to be amazing. Yeah. And then eventually they cut to gameplay and it's a 3DS game and it looks wow. like shite. And then yeah, they cut yeah. back to these beautiful cutscenes and it's like, well, you're not going to trick anyone. Yeah, like we all know it's for 3ds now, so we know this cutscene is like not gonna look like this. 
it's like the olden days where you'd get excited over cutscenes. Like game games and cutscenes are now interchangeable, aren't they? But back in the day when you had opening cutscenes, I remember the Devil May Cry free opening cutscene. Bloody love that, but you couldn't do it in the game. Oh. And I think that's basically <laughs> how you probably felt then, Gareth. Yep. Bit cheated, bit bit sad and a bit dirty and used. Because like Fire Emblem is a series that's always sort of intrigued me. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not huge on handhelds really, so if as soon as I saw like this is probably Fire Emblem and it's probably on the Wii U, I was like excited. Yeah. And then they proper pulled the rug out from under me like straight away and it just felt pretty, it's uh, all right, mate. pretty bad. Yeah, I'll survive. So, other things that were Nintendo, other than beautiful ladies walking into lakes. Uh, Hyrule Warriors for 3DS. The whole point in Hyrule Warriors is that there's plenty of enemies on screen to battle, because that is Dynasty Warriors at its very core. Surely on a 3DS it's going to be quite compromised. Yeah, but what if instead of a load of enemies there were just a few? Wow, you've got me sold there, (laughs) Gareth. I thought I might... Yeah, um, Mario and Luigi Paper Jam. Oh, that sounds like a uh, porn. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a you know the the Paper Mario games. Yeah. So the idea of this Paper Mario game is that the 3D Mario universe has clashed with this one. And 2D the two universes are like. Yeah. So that's a thing. That's it. Uh, Mario Tennis Ultra Smash. It's going to be a Wii U game. Yeah, the Metroid Prime that I don't think anyone wanted. A multiplayer Metroid. It's not even Metroid Prime. It's just set in oh, that universe. Fantastic. Just, yeah. There's a new co-op Zelda coming for 3DS. Yeah, I saw Which that. nobody wants. It's called Triple Header or something, isn't it? Triforce Heroes. That's the one. <laughs> you were close. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and did they show the new Zelda? Nope. <laughs> not a single you know, second we're not against Nintendo like we say we're not biased towards any uh, company we love them all but that is it's a quite uninspiring really and you know if you say to people give me a reason to get a Wii U yeah. there's nothing in there really is there this this was weaker than Ubisoft mm, and this Ubisoft was weaker than weak. EA who spent 20 minutes talking about mobile phone games with Pele. <laughs> yes. They <had> Pele <laughs> up there for 10 minutes and he didn't games. even know what the fuck was going on. He didn't, did he? Bless him. Can you just answer some questions about football? Yeah, I'll give some anecdotes. Yeah, when I was younger, I used to go into the park. It was like talking to someone with Alzheimer's. It was just, yeah. Uh, that's Don's joke, isn't it? He does all the dementia, Alzheimer's things. <laughs> yeah. That's his area. Um, but other notable mentions. Uh, Hitman. We love a bit of Hitman, don't we, guys? Yep. Sure. Uh, obviously, no one's happy about that. I'm happy because I absolutely love a bit of Hitman. I love the open-worldness of it all. Uh, it seems to be a bit of a reboot. I'm not sure if it's going to be a reboot. It's hard to tell now because things keep seem to just go back on itself. Uh, Ghost Recon. Now, Which this one? game... <laughs> Gareth, don't be rude. Sorry. The Phantom... Is... Not Phantoms. What's it called? I hate new games. Wasteland? It's the one where you shot the guy with the white hat. There you go. Yeah. Um, Oh, Ghost Recon. Yeah. um, That will be my game of the show. What? Exactly. (laughs) Ghost Recon 
um, was one of the best games of last generation for me. Uh, I can't remember its subtitle. <laughs> I think it might be Wasteland. It might be Wildlands. I think Wildlands, maybe. Do you know what? It's these, yeah, Wildlands. That's why it. don't you? Why don't you tell us how you uh, defeat somebody who isn't afraid of death, Rob? Uh, you can uh, attack from the sky. <laughs> from the clouds. From the clouds, sorry. Even further. From now, where the fucking no, Care Bears live. Bullshit talking our time. We sometimes take the piss. You know, Need for Speed did it in their conference where we're on the edge of the line. We don't know where the line is. The line, we crossed it years ago. We can't go back to the line. The line is there. Where is the line? Watch out for the line. They will cross us, but we'll do anything because we stepped from the line. It's that kind of thing. But this, this, this didn't even make any sense. How do you defeat an enemy that doesn't fear death? You attack, as you attack them from the clouds. <laughs> literally, because obviously, if they if they don't fear death, they're gonna fear death if you attack them from the clouds. Because suddenly they'll be like, "Whoa, now I'm afraid of death." Those guys. Um, the fact that you didn't make that up is insane. Yeah, I didn't make it up. And it, Total, I swear, these companies have sort of slogan random machines that encrypt data that they just press a button, it messes up a few keywords and spits it back out at them. And that is literally, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Anyway, Ghost Recon, uh, Future Soldier uh, on the Xbox 360. Such an underappreciated gem of a game. Uh, I remember playing it online. It was probably the last game I played online back in 2012. And uh played it with my friend Dave, got a few other people. A lot of people just swore at me when I said, listen, guys, we've got to go online with this. We've got to play it. Uh, it was fantastic. And as soon as they got on it, they were like, you know what? This is fantastic. Um, the single player was brilliant as well, doing that in co-op. And the fact that you can sort of tackle the same mission at night or during the day, go in there from the clouds, go in there from just basically all-out assault, uh, do it stealthily. That's what makes me interested in it as well. And it's, It looks to be a kind of open world where there's different objectives going on all around the map that you can do and you can wait until night or whatever. But, yeah, it, it looks fantastic and... That's that's what I'm looking forward to. Other than Uncharted, that game for me looked absolutely fantastic. I know you two probably don't really care, uh, but coming from Ghost Recon on the Xbox free, uh, on the Xbox and PlayStation Two, I don't know if you ever played it back then, but it was literally just a reticle in the middle of the screen. Me no like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I I is... I'm more hyped for the Division than uh, Ghost Recon. No, no, I no. love the look of the Division Street. I'm looking forward to patrolling that, that one street that we've seen for the last three years. Exactly. You're going to know as soon as you're there. Yeah. What if it's just that street and all around it is just white where nothing's been developed? <laughs> just blank walls you can't walk past. Yeah. yeah. Or it's just that street repeated ad infinitium. Like an <laughs> old park in lots the same walk, shops. Yeah, you can walk a block. So you can walk around in a square. And yeah. That's, that's the entire thing. Around <laughs> in a big fantastic. loop. Fantastic. But uh, be amazing. 
I don't. Did any of you watch the Ubisoft conference? Yeah. Rather than just snippet, I had to turn it off because I was getting annoyed. Um, it's at the beginning where all the, the people were talking about the freedom to be creative, all the developers and stuff coming together. Well, no, you're not. You're not, though, are you? Really, you're given a design brief and you follow it to the T. And, and you that design to... brief is towers that unlock the map when you climb them. That is it, Gareth. And that, that, you know, and then you've got this guy going, I go and I walk around the universe to see what it is that I want to put into the new game. So I could feel, mate. But at the end of the day, you're still doing exactly the same as everyone else in every other Ubisoft game. Uh, but the division, that on that online gameplay with the co-op was ridiculous. It was so scripted. That's not how people talk. Oh, man. I don't, it, was, it was cringeworthy, wasn't it? Every it really year. It's like, she's like, I'm going to go around the back, okay? And then she's like, yo, what kind of units are there? And she goes, there's one sniper. There's two with machine guns. It's like, no, you don't talk like that. You literally just cuss each other's mums. You talk about what was going on the other day. You probably insult Guy Whitlock while playing Destiny, Don. <laughs> you know, you don't yeah. say, what's that person doing? What weapon do they have? You know, why are we playing Destiny? You don't ask questions like that. You just play it. And uh, oh, it was just cringy. I like the bit where she's like, oh, do you want this loot? And he's like, yeah, I'll open up this loot. And she's like, <laughs> oh, sweet drop, bro. It's like, bro. Sweet bro, Oh, yeah. these guys have got dogs on loot. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, yeah. should, should we trust them? Oh, I don't know what loot they've got in there. It's not that tense, really. No. No. Can you can you explain what actually happened at the very end of that? Because they it seems like there were three of them <laughs> about to get the chopper to leave, and then they come, there's two apparently other guys that aren't part of their team are going, oh, they've got their loot. Should we, we've got time until the chopper comes, like 30 seconds. So No, it was a minute. That's too long. It a minute? Oh, a minute. Yeah. Let's, let's nick their loot. So they got into... Um, um, they started taking them out, and then something weird happened. That like half of them, they suddenly got killed, and then one of their team just fucked off and left them to die, or, or just I think stole their stolen loot. that mechanic from. Uh, was it Payday, where you could literally work as a team, or you could turn on each other at the end, which is basically what everyone did. Yeah. So if it's me, you, and Gareth, and you say to me, "Oh, fucking ain't Gareth," should we just shoot him, and he won't get any bonuses or loot for this mission? And then you go, yeah, and while you're shooting Gareth in the head, I just turn around and shoot you in the face and then run away with everything. That's basically <laughs> what it does. But then they just respawn and do the mission again five minutes later yeah. for more epic loot. And, and if you were playing with someone who did that to you, you'd get pissed off and you wouldn't you let would, them yeah. play with them again. So, so like so the imagine... way it was depicted in that game was like fucking life or death. If it, if it was yeah. us three doing it and I was like, hey, Rob. <laughs> And you'd be like, yeah, and I shot you in the back of the head. We'd all be laughing because it'd be yeah. fucking hilarious. You wouldn't be like, oh, I've been betrayed. How could you do yeah. this to me? And I'm just like logging off with all your shit. Like, the... Yeah. It wouldn't happen. It's Doing a monologue. Insane. Next time we'll get Gareth from the clouds. <laughs> this is what we get for venturing into the dark zone. Yeah, exactly. And, and this is the thing. It, it's like as if they were playing really fixed roles. And, you know, if that was in real life, you'd be like, you fucking bitch, like, fucking all. Rah, rah. And, but there was none of that. It was like, they just stopped talking as if they were actually dead. Yeah. Oh, I can't talk now, I'm dead. Uh, but, yeah, it's very, <laughs> it was very, very cringeworthy. And, you know, a lot of people just going to shoot each other in the face, laugh. And, 
I don't know, I suppose it would be funny in the beginning, but then I think it would give it a bit grating that you're doing all of this work for all of this time and yeah. then you just end up with nothing again. <laughs> it would be funny about, I think it would be about five times until you'd be pissed off. I'm definitely not going to shoot you this time. And then they shoot you in the face and it's like, everyone has a laugh. Then it happens the second time and it's getting a bit tiresome by the fourth. And I think by the fifth, you'll just log out. <laughs> because it would just be annoying and then you'd have to find and then your mates would be like come on I'm only joking and you're like alright then but don't do it because I'm playing this game with you guys and it's taking 10 minutes each time I've literally wasted 50 minutes and I've got fuck all from it and I'm like alright so you do it all again and then they shoot you in the head again and then it's like, it becomes funny again it's, it's that kind of thing and then they do it another five times and then you just log off again but um yeah, I don't know if that's a good mechanic to have because uh, there's a lot of wind-up merchants out there. Uh, Stick of Truth, uh, well, it's not called Stick of Truth. What's it called? Separate My Asshole or something? Um, something about the hole, isn't it? Yeah, separating the hole. Something but hole. Yeah. Ah, oh. separated but hole, that's it. Yes. <laughs> Right. And I was quite. I was actually cause... fractured butthole. <laughs> there, you go. <laughs> there you go. I think separated butthole would be better. <laughs> but um, I mean, I was like, oh no, not stick of truth. Because as much as I liked it, I thought there's only so far they can go with this. But the fact that they're going into something else now, superheroes, was a big uh, was a big thing. It was good. I don't think I could play it again. Set in that sort of um set in that universe of them playing sort of magical Lord of the Rings foe game of the Game of Thrones. Yeah, well it makes sense, doesn't it? Because like now superhero movies are a big deal. So it makes sense that the kids would all move on to play in a different game. Not not being right like is is coon a bad word in America? Yeah. Yeah, it's that's the whole point of that joke. Yeah. <laughs> but then I thought that's quite bad, but then I thought maybe in America it's not Sort of, it's like not. Um, a, a, it's more of a British sort of racial term, but I didn't know that it was something they used in America. Yeah, that's the joke. I know it's a joke, <laughs> but I thought that's a bit too much. South Park don't care what's too much. Yeah, though. I suppose they don't care. Normally, though, if something's too much, it will be like a split second joke that you just think, "Oh." But the fact that it's strange that Microsoft would allow something like that, and Sony as well when you think about how sensitive they can be to allow a character called the coon to be there, uh, maybe f- further down the line, we'll see a little bit of controversy going on here, Gareth. I'm I calling that one. I'm calling that one. South Park have had like the coon as a recurring character for a long time. So Yeah, but that's <laughs> not on Microsoft or Sony consoles. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like see specifically. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. you've got a main character called The Coon on a console that's like Microsoft and Sony. When we're talking about people in Resident Evil 5, they're not being able to use people of an African origin in an African country. I'm calling it. That could be your hot okay. gossip for next week, Don. Uh, <laughs> now, No Man's Sky. Still no idea. Obviously, I've got a little bit more of an idea. But why, Gareth? Why? Uh, to explore. To reach the centre of the universe. No. And then what's at the centre of the universe? You. I don't know. The end of the game. That's that's the goal. So this, this, you... Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. 
this presentation from uh, from Sean, um, it, <laughs> it did kind of feel a bit like they they thought we've got to have No Man's Sky there because everyone's looking for it and everyone wants to play it. But it felt like he still, you know, he can't say, oh, here's your goal and here's what you're supposed to do. Because apart from the fact you can get to the universe, but it did feel like he just had to be there and just show something because No Man's Sky had to be there. But he still didn't really say anything more than we already knew for the past year. Yeah, well, you start to get an idea of, like, the actual progression because, you know, that ship he started on only had, like, enough fuel to jump to, like, one star next to. Yeah. Um, and you could see, like, the little lines showing where he could travel to. So it's it's not hard to imagine, like, you know, upgrade your ship so you can travel further and further and further and further until you can finally get to the Edge of the Universe. Because the Edge of the Universe was fucking well far away from where he started. Yeah, it's it's literally a fucking whole galaxy. Yeah, so it's what drives me. It it's it the game the whole premise of the game just seems to be you you explore for the sake of exploring and finding all whatever weird shit is on the planets and if you know there are space battles between factions unknown that are going on, you can get involved in a bit of shooting if you want. It seems to be kind of like a bit of everything sort of game. It's it is a bit like a modern day elite. Yeah, upgrade your um, ship. Which isn't, a bad, which isn't a bad thing at all, yeah. it's um, Just as long as people know that, you know, that people who might be used to having set goals for all their tasks all the time realise that it's not that sort of game. You kind of, it's, it's a bit like a make-your-own fun kind of game. Yeah, it's, it's everything we love about Minecraft. Set your own goals yeah. and yeah. try and reach them. You know, you could want to claim an entire solar system in your name, name every planet like Rob... One, Rob, two, Rob, three, if you want. Oh, that's really imaginative, Gareth. I can't uh, wait to come to your solar system. I hope we can. you can actually just go around and give it every planet a dirty name. and just. Yeah. Uh, I've got to think up something that won't get... There must have some kind of block in place, I would imagine, to stop people putting properly disgusting names on there. But... Planet separate but whole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, um, but that, that, that's that. that you know, I, like I say, I play Minecraft. I don't mind it. Um, this game, it seems to be a game that would benefit from multiplayer. Like me and Gareth in a ship together holding hands and then coming onto a planet, <laughs> you know, running around um, naked. Um, there was uh, Metal Gear Solid, a new trailer for that. Uh, some people were saying that Quiet is actually a boy who's had a sex change. Um, which makes me because I've actually hold, held my groin whilst looking at a few <laughs> pictures of her. So if that is a man, not that I haven't looked at female porn. You know, when you get to thirty and you've looked at porn since the age of about fourteen, you really have to start looking for other sort of things to get you going. Um, yeah, it all gets a bit bland after a while. It you does. Look, yeah, you have to look for the new thing. If you do it every day for fifteen years, sooner or later you're going to start becoming numb to it. You have to start looking for other things. Um, I don't like this spike coming out of his head. Uh, it's, it's weird. I know it's sort of something <laughs> that's jammed in his head, but it's becoming more pronounced. It seems to get longer every time I see it. Um, neither of you seem very excited for Metal Gear. I know you got scared of it, Don, when you tried playing Ground Zeroes and you started sweating and shaking, and then you went back to Destiny. <laughs> that is remarkably true. Thank you. Uh, it just, it just looks sorry. mental enough, though, to be properly interesting. So a lot of people are saying that, you know, I hope this happens, that he will find Solid Snake, because obviously it's going to go, 
it's going to do a whole circle on itself on the story and you'll get to Liquid Snake and Solid Snake and Solid Snake will have the voice of David Hayter, which I think will be fantastic. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Plus it might help me understand who the fuck is the difference between Naked Snake, Solid Snake, Liquid Snake, Big Boss. Floppy Snake. <laughs> middle, <laughs> manage, middle management boss. Yeah. Um, all that stuff, because I have absolutely zero idea about who is who. I still think Snake is Snake in every game, but it apparently isn't. Nope. No, I no. know it, but I just... Even though he looks go. exactly the same, and it's like, this is... Because he's a clone! Now he's older, now he's younger, and uh, some, there's one with an arm that's a robot arm. and Not a robot arm, but it's like uh, just a bit of someone else's arm that has taken over his brain and... It's just it make it's just insane. Once you're done reading up about the Resident Evil plot, Don, you should definitely yeah. read up about the Metal Gear Solid plot. I don't think I can handle <laughs> any of this anymore. It's just too it's just too it mental. It is mind bending. You have uh, to be insane to be able to follow this and allow your brain to cope with it. You have to have some kind of. It's like the story written by a twelve year old. Literally. Need for Speed. Now, that looks uh, impressive, but I said to Gareth, that's got to be running on a high-spec PC. Yeah, I'd love to be proven wrong, but I love Need for Speed, and it's it's one of those games that people say are casual and stuff like that. But, I, I mean, I don't... Any other game, like first-person shooter casual games, uh, football casual games, stuff like that, you can really feel it. I mean, it affects gameplay, but I think there is really a place for casual racing games and hardcore racing games. Because Need for Speed actually makes you feel like you're racing through the streets and doing power slides or getting chased by the police. Um, I just thought, I just love Need for Speed. And I have done since Need for Speed Underground. And this seems to be a sort of callback to that. But he said it's going to have like real time sort of thing, but it's only going to be set at night. So I don't know how that's going to work. <laughs> maybe the game just, maybe your car will just stop during the day and then yeah, you'll wake up again. Being- it's in the garage. The garage is locked, and it's on a it's on a time delay. Locked you can't get out. Night. And you have to wait for twelve hours um, <laughs> in real time. I yeah. would play. I'd still play it. <laughs> it's quite you a would. lovely soundtrack. Like, well, yeah, it's a good way to get people playing different games. If the actual mode they need to play is locked and, until a certain time of day, they have to go and play something else until that time comes around. Uh, Destiny's EA, isn't it? No, Destiny's Activision. Yeah, I'm thinking of Titanfall. Yes. You which are. you can now play with for EA Access, which is now free for every gold subscriber. Yeah. Don't don't get it. Don't get it. <laughs> don't Access. it just wasn't worth it unless you want to play FIFA fourteen. Uh, yeah. I think that's that's about it really for the three. We've been talking for an hour and a half now. That's not uh, I know Gary, three. That's not it. How is the... Are you joking? I like that game Sony showed, uh, Gorilla Games. That 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 yes. my palate. Yeah, the Horizon it's Dark Zero or something. With the robot dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah. So Don, um, okay. So this is obviously a civilization that has come up after the fall of mankind. Obviously, you saw the cities and then they crumbled, and now we've kind of gone back to prehistoric. Well, but did the last people sort of make robot dinosaurs? Did they? Did they make our downfall? Did someone just think, you know what, we've made HoloLens, we've made great <laughs> slim TVs. You know what I'm going to fucking make now? I'm going to make robot dinosaurs. It's, and then uh, they got out of hand and they bought our downfall. Connect finally took off just in a bigger yeah. way than anyone expected. That, and killed that, everyone. Yeah, but it looked yeah. fantastic. 
it looked pretty cool, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, definitely looking forward to that. Oh, yes. Gareth, keep saying games. Well, Firewatch. there's only one game I need to say. Here it goes. <laughs> Fallout 4. Wow. What? But Gareth, do you know what? You absolutely make me sick because <laughs> I just, it's not that I forgot about it, it's just that I've read so much about it. I've watched that revealed uh, gameplay twice. It's just, I thought, you know, what could we possibly say? But we could possibly say something. Right, so point out one thing that made you excited about it, Gareth. One thing that made me excited about it was uh, the story. Sounds really interesting. This guy who's been frozen, we presume, for like 200 years and pops yeah. out. It's like a really cool spin because normally the only people who have lived through the explosions are the fucking ghouls. And yeah. they're all a bit mental. So it's kind of putting like a cool uh, face on the uh, on the game. And presumably you'll be the only person that remembers the world what it was. Yeah, apart from like your robot butler, apparently. It's not a person, still, Gareth. Still somehow functioning 200 years later. Yeah. It's good, good buildmanship. <laughs> surely all, sure, but surely all the uh, EMPs from all the nukes that have gone off would have shut him down. I hate to pick holes in uh, in Bethesda's story, but yeah, well, we know you do, Don. You've always said that, and we <laughs> we respect you for it. But I like the way the guy looks in the mirror and he's like, "Shall I be black today?" Yeah, that's, <laughs> and, uh, that was awesome. <laughs> Shall I go to face. work like this? Um, no, actually, I'm going to revert back to um, a white man. Because um, <laughs> even in the what? future, racism. Yeah, well, it's the past. To be technically, it's the past future. Yeah. What I loved the most was the the uh, the ability to build your own sort of stronghold, and mm. I think a lot of open world games, be that Grand Theft Auto, um, Far Cry, Witcher, Skyrim, Oblivion, a lot of these open world games, you don't have a place to call your own, and it's very strange that you have all these games, but you don't really have a central place that's yours, that you look after. You're always doing stuff for other people. You're trying to find something else. If I said to uh, Geralt or the guy in Skyrim, excuse me, um, where do you actually live? They'll be like, oh, actually, I've never thought of it before. In Skyrim, you could build a house for DLC. Come on, that was DLC. You didn't feel that you owned it, but this, you actually make it yourself. This is your place, and you get people coming in, and you get doctors and people like that sell loot and stuff like that. They come into your settlement. You know, you are actually going to be the master of your settlement, and you're going to defend it from bandits. That's going to be yours, and that's what so many open world games um, they don't they sort of gloss over. They're so um, so obsessed with building cities and stuff like that. But you're like, hang on a minute, where does my character exist? Where is his home? Where is his place where does he belong and it i is think really cool you can build yeah. your whole a whole settlement not just a house in a village or whatever but the whole settlement can be built up around you yeah not just one cool. settlement either you can build multiple ones have them trade with each yeah. other like i can tell exactly what's going to happen as well is i'll build a house oh. and i'll be like okay i built a house now i have a house that's fine and then at some point i'll be like well maybe if i just build like a store then occasionally i can come back and sell stuff here that's fine <laughs> And then I'll be like, well, if I build a store, I need to plant food and water and stuff. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> well, if I've got food and water, I might as well like make electricity. To, you know, And then it, I can tell that I'll just be hooked. Just be stuck. <laughs> <laughs> you can spend forever in there. Yeah. yeah. It's, 
it's not all good though because oh, you know the the weapon mod stuff. Yeah. yeah, very deep, very in depth. But one of the cool things about Fallout for me is finding those unique weapons. You'll find yeah. like an SMG that's called like I don't know the Destroyer, and it has way better stats and it looks cool. Um, now it seems like every single gun can just be whatever you want it to be, which kind of they might still have those like, special weapons in there. Yeah, don't Maybe. Never but... Shut up, Don. You love getting guns given to you. <laughs> Fucking love guns, me. Yeah, you love it. <laughs> Well, it could be that you'll find a specific part instead. of Instead of a full weapon, you'll find a part that you can use in certain ways. Yeah, uh, that's true. Instead. But, like, one of the main things I love doing in Fallout is getting my repair skill up dead high. So then if I kill an enemy and they drop, like, a 9mm, I can use that to repair my own weapon. Oh, and then it's like... Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. It takes away that discovery element from it. Yeah, it does. And, like, I don't even know if I'll be able to level up my repair stat now because... The stat screen looks like it's just been unbelievably simplified. Yeah. Which scares me a lot. As, and what also has been simplified is the conversation stuff. You yeah. only have four options now because they're mapped to A, B, X, and Y on the Xbox controller. You used yeah. to have like dozens of options in conversation in Fallout. Like you could pick Tell Me More and you'd have like eight other things to talk about. And every character had shitloads to say about the world and their backstory and stuff. And now it's like. You say to the robot, like, you know, 500 years, or whatever, and then your character yeah. like, what, has it really been 500 years? Which is like the Mass Effect way of doing it. Uh, but I th- I don't think that's anywhere near as good as just an in-depth, here's exactly what my character's going to say, and it's a long sentence, but I get to pick exactly the sentence I want to say, you know? Yeah. Well, I saw it's you can't, you can't have everything and maybe they're trying to reach out to a new audience a more casual audience I think what I'm most worried about is that this lack of people have for the collector's edition where they think they're getting a pit boy of the screen let's just let's just settle this now it is a clamshell piece of plastic that holds your iPhone the amount of people are saying yep yeah, pre-ordered pre-ordered people go you do know that it's an iPhone you have to put in there it hasn't actually got an LCD screen what what Oh man! Yeah, you paid fifty pound for clamshell plastic. Oh shit! Why is my life yeah, like this? That sort of is. stuff. Yeah, they seem to yeah, advertise that perceptively. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, I didn't really get on with Fallout Three. Absolutely love Oblivion, and obviously it's superior sequel Skyrim. <laughs> but um, Fallout, there was just something about Fallout that I didn't get on with. I don't think I like the, the sort of art style to it um, the sort of miles and miles of just nothingness and I know you could say that about Skyrim but that's because it was set in a sort of mystical land fantasy world um, but with with a, a Fallout it just seemed a little bit too doom and gloom yeah I agree with that yeah but uh, yeah it's definitely something and it's, it's out in October for English people or November for Americans, because if they don't want to adhere to our calendar and the way we write it, then they can release it earlier. Yep. So there's only yeah. two countries in the entire world that do their calendar backwards like that. One's America yeah. and the other's the Philippines. For no reason whatsoever. Ridiculous. Just to be different. But it's not yeah. long until it's out now, and that that is genuinely a game that you can start getting excited for now. <gasps> okay, I'm done. 
perpendicular <laughs> right now. So yeah, that, that, I mean, Gareth, unless you've got any other games that you want to spring on us. Uh, that was the main one we hadn't talked about at yeah. all. And we've not even mentioned that like we don't know about the PS4 version because they didn't mention it at all. But the Xbox One version is getting mods, which is getting pretty huge. Mods. Yeah. yeah, I have read online since the PS4s will be getting the mods as well, just after the Xbox. Okay. And then Tate has gone to Pop Goss Ip for this week. <laughs> okay, we didn't have time. But um, we'll be back to usual next week. Uh, so obviously, if you've missed uh, Don's Hot Gossip, you've missed uh, T for Two, um, which was absolutely brilliant last week, Gareth. Thank you for your editing skills. Yeah, um, right. And also, oh, there wasn't a Drive Club 2. I really wanted Drive Club 2 because I thought we could get another six months out of the same joke. <laughs> yeah, well, they had people mispronouncing Siege the entire Ubisoft. Yeah, that really annoyed me. But that's French people for you, isn't it? They don't understand the language. But until next week, we'll see you later. 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 Later.